0: Welcome to The Relationship Type. I'm Alex. And I'm Patty. Look,
1: relationships are everywhere, and they can be, well, complicated. So let's gab about it.
0: We are back after a little bit of a break, but we're so excited to be back.
1: Yes. Hi, everybody.
0: Hello, everyone. Today is going to be a bit of a catch up episode. I feel like we have a lot to discuss. Um, But first, before we get into everything, how about I said how about but why don't you all uh, listen, follow along, leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts and tell a friend this is the best way to get more people into our, you know, little gabbing sessions. And we would love to have more of you here.
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Also, I found out this really cool thing, Alex, recently while trying to explain to my grandpa what a podcast is, is that you can ask Alexa, um, play me the latest episode of The Relationship Type, and Alexa will do it. So my grandpa was so amazed. He was like, (laughs) what is this? Mind blown. But that's a thing people can also do.
0: wait i love that i wonder if because i have a uh google hey google thing oh, yes. oh I my wonder god if you can do it to them too i don't know why i said them as if they yes. <laughs> a Person.
1: we should try because robots
0: my, are taking over they are
1: they are which we're going to talk about ai soon we have Definitely. to do someone was like you need to do an ai episode like ai and love and i was like no thank you but i think they were on to something so Definitely. Anyway, no more no robots today. <laughs> no more <laughs> robot discourse.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to jump right into our question that we always ask, which is what relationship has been central to your week th- this week? And we're going to start with me because the reason we ended up taking a bit of a break was because I had personal stuff going on. Um, I really wanted to dive right into it because I feel like it's important to talk about grief and and we've done it a little bit here and there in, in previous episodes. And we want to do full episodes dedicated to grief as well. Um, but we really wanted to talk about it for a bit here because the reason I ended up, um, taking a couple weeks off is because my father-in-law, which is Jack, my husband's stepdad, um, passed away from cancer. Um, on september twenty first and um you know it's 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 difficult it's it's horrible, especially seeing someone gone too soon i mean he was in his sixties and um you know it's it's really hard to like sitting here with this loss and 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 being there with Jack through it all because it's it's triggering because my mom passed away too earlier last year um from cancer as well and Yeah, so Remy is my father-in-law, and and there's something that I I hold near and dear to my heart that I wanted to share is that Remy and my mom got to meet, um, which was really nice, and I I love that they were able to meet. Um,
1: That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, they had met, so obviously me and Jack started dating fall 2019, so it was like pandemic time to- like pandemic started right away right when we were getting into the like hometown visits like the yes. family visits
1: oh but my
0: me and- <laughs> i know but me and jack ended up like he met my mom like right away because i we were living in san diego like my yeah. mom besties is, like besties yeah. and then i was living with her in san diego like literally after our first date like he met her um uh, because
1: of like wait, wait wait
0: did i not tell this
1: i Love that. He met her immediately. That immediately. is, like... <laughs> I could never with Josie and Rich. Sorry, mom and dad. They listen to this religiously. I like, it needs to be like, wait, I love that for you. Now my parents are going to be like, why don't you do that?
0: Yeah, why don't you take people over? <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my so God. My mom, I, I was living with her at the time and, um like me and Jack went on our first date I ended up sleeping over after the first date at his place and then we had to do like a car situation cuz he drove to our date but then we had to Uber back to his place so we we're like okay why don't we get my car like I don't live far away then we can drive you to north park um the next morning and so I'm like walking up to go to my apartment And I'm like, "Hey, Jack, do you want to meet my mom?" And he's like, "What?" Because he thinks it's like the serious thing. But I'm like, "No, like it's cool. Like my mom is like chill. Like it's like I wasn't seeing it as the sort of like, oh, she's gonna meet the person I'm gonna marry one day. Like, oh my
1: gosh." And he definitely wasn't thinking that, or maybe well, he was thinking like, "Oh my god, I'm meeting her mom. This is so fast." But like, little did he know how amazing that that was.
0: Wait, and so a- like he ended up talking. I was like changing in, in the room, so I left them alone too. And she was just oh, like Alex- asking- You left them alone. My mom literally the reason I I am who I am and I'm I'm went into journalism. I have a podcast is because my mom is a asker of questions. Like she she would be a great journalist.
1: Oh, like- absolutely. So she grilled him, I hope.
0: Yeah, so she was like, oh, like, what do you do? Like, why'd you move to San Diego?
1: that is amazing oh my gosh so he met her early on like he that was early on oh my god that's good but then,
0: yeah and then i got to meet jack's family you know later on in in, in early 2020 and then like got to see people mid 2020 and then got to see people 2021 again so it was difficult but his family lives in all in the bay area in the san francisco bay area Um, And so his mom and stepdad had come to San Diego to visit uh, him in summer of 2021 um, when things were starting to get better with like COVID and everything. And so there's, I just have this like really nice memory of being at Balboa park in San Diego, which like, if anyone's unfamiliar, like that's where all the museums are in San Diego. Like it's a beautiful, like historic, like amazing little area. And there's like this little, sort of I don't know if the word's pavilion but this little area with like a bunch of outdoor seating and stuff and we had gotten a pizza and we're just sitting outdoors me, Jack, my mom, my sister, uh and then Laura and Remy and it was just so nice just to I don't know have that moment and I remember like I can't remember the exact name but there was the statue and like we were all like I wonder what the like what that statue is of and and Remy was like I'll go look and went and like he he read the name on the plaque and came back to us and like said what the name was and we were all like there's no way that's the name like it was (laughs) like it was like the same like uh vibes as like Colonel Mustard like it was like Colonel like it was like something (laughs) like that and he was like that's the name I forget what it was exactly we're like there's no way like we're like that's not it and then we all looked and that was the name (laughs) but it, it was just it was so nice to have that moment and and I think like you know when it comes to grief like I think it's really, it's really hard because a huge hard part of grief, which is obvious is that you're not going to have that person like moving forward. Um, but like, I love to like, think of memories. And I think like, I think, you know, I, I say this a lot that like I lost my dad when I was 17 and it was so hard to like, think about it at that time. And, and I even was thinking about this the other day that like right now in terms of how long it's been since I lost my mom, like, I lost my dad December of my senior year of high school. And it's like the same amount of time passed as me being a sophomore, like starting my sophomore year of college as now from when I lost my mom, if that makes sense. Um, And I was thinking about it and I'm like, God, like when I was a sophomore in college, like I was vibing, like I was chill. Like I wasn't thinking about loss. Like I was just going about my day and I was happy and like, I don't feel that way. Like I feel like I'm grieving literally every day and it's hard and I don't know. So it's like grief is such a weird thing. And it's, it's trying to like honor their memory, but also like, I don't know. It's like, I I was, I, I was telling Jack about this too the other day. It's like, it's like, I don't, I'm someone who loves looking forward to the future. Like, you know me, I have a 10 year plan. Like I love planning and I love goals and I love like fantasizing about the future. But, like, and I still do it. Like, I don't think the loss has made me not do it. But it's, like, it's scary to think about the passage of time because it only means, like, further away from, like, the family members that you've lost are not there anymore. Um, so, I don't know. It's been really difficult. And it's, like, trying to hold space for everyone that <laughs> you've lost to is difficult. I don't know. Absolutely. It's just, it's
1: a lot. Well, you're in a unique position, too. And we've talked about this before, where the losses, you know, y- your mom's passing was very recent. I mean, I know it's been like a chunk of time, but I think ever since COVID too, we all experienced time m- very differently. And it's it's been compounding. And, and you had talked about a few episodes back how you really didn't start to like process the grief of your dad, I think, every single day until like COVID began and it feels I think for you like very fresh and almost constant and that's what as your friend like it's hard to watch you go through this is that like the hits keep coming and coming and I to hear you say and I think for a lot of people they're gonna hear this and be like wow that's exactly how I feel too is that like it's hard for you to experience the passage of time and find joy or excitement in that because there's also this other piece that it feels like you're farther away from when you were with your loved ones. And I uh, imagine that that is so hard. And, you know, with grief too, it's like I see you going through this deeply emotionally exhausting experience and then it. People forget that it impacts you physically too. And part of the reason why, obviously, we took a hiatus is because you needed time to rest. You still need time to rest. There is no sort of like, I think when you were younger and you were saying, like, when time had passed, I wasn't thinking about loss, I was happy. But the older you get and the, you know, the more that the stakes are just so high and you have a family now, like, or like your own new family with Jack. And as time goes on, it's like, it's hard to, you know, not, not feel and carry grief every single day. And it's never going to be a situation where you're just like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. And I think a lot of people feel that way in terms of like post COVID people who lost loved ones during COVID. It's like, they can never just go back to normal. There's no no there's no normal it's sort of just a shifting and um and you're really you're really in the middle of it and Jack still is too and i give you guys so much credit for packing your things up and going there immediately um i think that that was that was really beautiful that you guys were able to do that instantaneously for your for your family and be there for Jack's mom it's you've been through a lot you've been through a lot in the past, like, two years, and um, I'm sure that this was just, like, it opened a lot of wounds that still aren't healed and may- and will never heal, and, you know, it's, as you said, it's very hard, and I, I know that it's been a lot for you.
0: Definitely, and it's this sort of, like, weird juxtaposition, too, because it's, like, okay, like, I get triggered and upset about like even the smallest things like like I I mean I'm having car problems right now which I have to get a new fucking battery probably which is Fuck just like that. gonna drain my bank account but you oh, know. know like we're just young <laughs> girls like I yeah. don't know what a car is like exactly. <laughs> and it's like obviously that's an upsetting situation in general but like it it makes me think like my mom, like when we lived in San Diego, like my mom knew someone at Toyota, like my mom knew a mechanic, like she would handle it. Like not, not financially, but she would be the one to like bring my car somewhere and in, in sort of decipher everything for me. And so like, this is going on and it's triggering and I'm crying and I'm upset. But then on the other hand too, like, I don't want to not be upset by it because then am I not going to remember what it was like to have my mom in these moments? So it's just like, it's, it's weird to sort of weigh both of those. But um, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting because it's like what you said, like grief can manifest in the physical and it can manifest in all these different ways. And like. I I think I even forget that. Like if I'm having an off day or whatever, which is like all the time it feels like, and especially like the seasons changing and fall and winter are are a lot harder because that's when my mom's cancer was getting worse and then the season seasonal disorder, depression, whatever of it all too affects me a lot. Um and it's just like, I don't know, I I, I don't know how to be like graceful with myself either because then there's this whole sort of like I don't know like I don't want to say being upset with myself but I do think I'm really hard on myself and I feel like oh I should like be a certain way or feel a certain thing or I should be able to do certain things and especially like being someone who like gets a lot of energy from like hanging out with friends for example or trying new things like it's like not having the motivation to do that makes me feel like I'm not myself and it's like well if I felt like myself would I feel better like but like I don't have the you know don't have the motivation to do those sort of things so it's it's just such a
1: like weird confusing thing to navigate it's a it's a it's a vicious cycle and I will say this you are so hard on yourself like you are so hard on yourself you need to like give yourself I think the grace that sometimes you have to almost like Look at yourself not through your own eyes, which you'll get to a point where you will have the grace with yourself and you'll be more compassionate. But, and we all work on that every single day. But for you, it's definitely a daily practice in the sense that, like, it is so, so normal that you feel unmotivated, tired, exhausted, um, helpless in certain situations. But the thing is, is that, like, I'm amazed that you have as many good days as you, like to me, it's, it's, it's remarkable how I feel like you look at yourself and you're like, I am just not myself. I have all these bad days. And of course, you know, you best and you're with you every single second of the day, but like for your loved ones, like, I think all of us look at you and we're just like, how is she so, how is she so like okay. And together you look at life, Alex, with so much like excitement and light and vigor and you take everything. You're just, you're op. you are an optimist and like in every sense of the word. And, um, I think that that is your default and you should never be afraid that that's not your default. And, um, there it's not normal to be that way all the time. <laughs> and like Definitely. you sh- need to like let yourself, lay down, slow it down, feel all the feels, especially, and I'm not going to make this about geography, but you grew up in California, right? Like you are sunshine. And here growing up, like in the, in new England, you know, you have to get used to these like dark, cold, like, like this, like hibernation period. And I think, um, and and this is, is not across the board, but I definitely feel like growing up with that rhythm, um, you almost know that like, okay, the season's changing. It's okay that I slow down. It's okay that I'm, you know, not everyone feels this way, but this is something I've been trying to do more and more, especially as I'm like, I don't know, just getting older and, and trying to also practice that self-love um, and like having compassion for myself. You're dealing with such a major loss you know, a tragic event. And it's also, it's also traumatizing to you in a way it opens like up old traumas and it just, when it comes to that, it's like, it's gotta be, you know what, however I feel is how I'm, that's how I feel and it is what it is. Like, I know it's easier said than done, but you can't expect a hundred percent from yourself all the time. No one else would you, your mom would not expect that of you. Like, so that's, and I, I know that you sometimes like think about like, what would my mom probably say or what would my mom think. And I think that's a really lovely practice because if, even if you're still, if you find yourself like beating yourself up, try to think about like how she would talk to you in that situation, how she would approach you. And, um, you just like like I said, you have been through, and you've you've bared witness to and have been so close to so much loss that like in my eyes, it's like you are incredible for even just talking about it now, like as openly as you are, it's so amazing, and I think that you open the door for a lot of other people who've experienced loss and have don't feel comfortable or have never had the space to talk about it like that's to me a superpower of yours and even at the end of the day if you don't feel like doing certain things it's okay there's there's a t- there's time like you have to fill your i hate saying this but like you really do have to fill your own cup up first before you can like pour it out on other things and i know that work like work balancing a social life balancing admin shit like your car and all of these things like trying to do like clubs or exercises. Like there's so much that we balance every day in life. And like loss definitely puts a halt on all those things. And, but you will like slowly start to do the things you love. And that's what I think is the biggest thing is like, you should just focus on the things that give you the most joy. Try to like really be selfish about taking in as much joy as possible because you, deserve it for sure.
0: I know. I need to get better about that. It's funny what you said about the halt thing because I – so I'm in this group with um, this wonderful organization, if anyone's experienced loss. It's called The Dinner Party. And they have um, different resources just on, on grief and how to deal with grief. But they also have, like, a buddy system where you can get paired with a buddy. And they have these – what they call tables. And it's, like, basically, like, support groups you can join. And they have it for all sorts of, like – I guess, sectors of grief. I don't know if that would even be the the correct phrasing, but all sorts of different types of grief and, and different types of identities that, like, accompany one's grief. Um, and so I'm in a group that's specifically for people who have lost both parents, which I feel like is is, has been really important and beneficial to me, because, like, I feel like someone who's only lost one parent just doesn't, doesn't understand the exact like situation I'm in, um, which is not to say it's just a different kind of grief, I think ultimately, and in different challenges that come with it. Um, and so I'm in this group and we were talking in the last meeting. It's really funny because I've only gone to two. I started going like two months ago or a month and a half ago. Um, so I've only gone to two, but like in it, we all get like angry, which is really fun because it's like, we're able to sort of a lot of my grief manifests in anger. I think right now it's a lot of sadness, but a lot of the times it is an anger. I get really angry. Like, why did this happen to my mom and my dad? Like, why is this happening? And you know, I, in sort of comparing other people's situations, which I don't want to do. It's not that I want other people to go through loss, just like why me, why, why us, uh, why my family? And I think with these these groups, we're able to sort of express that anger and all understand each other in that capacity. And we were talking just about how, after loss and after grief, no one talks about how that really does halt everything like I sometimes I mean I'm a very like achievement like career like whatever oriented person like ever since I graduated college even in my my last semester of college I mean Dr. Nate was our our second episode we had on this podcast he was saying oh you would cry because you'd be like where am I what am I going to do after I graduate like I literally was so like I was like, no, I need to get a job. Like I need to get the best job. I need to move to LA. I need to work in entertainment. That ended up working out for me. And then when I wanted to leave and realized that wasn't a fit, I was like, oh my God, fuck. Like I need something impressive to go to next. That way when I tell people I left E, there's something equally as impressive, like on my plate, Um, which at the time I was going to go to grad school and wanted to become a relationship or sex therapist. Um, Obviously that didn't end up happening, but like I always felt like I needed some sort of, career thing to boast and I feel like at at right now like I felt so stagnant like in my career like I honestly I question what do I want to do and I question like am I on the right path and and you know, like all these sort of questions. And I feel like I haven't even had time to think about career or what I want to do the past two years, because, you know, two and a half years ago, my mom got diagnosed with cancer and it was basically survival mode and it's been survival mode since. And I feel like that put a halt on everything. Like even podcasting, I knew I loved podcasting, but I haven't had been able to muster, working on podcasting until we started working on this podcast it took two years in between to even like muster the energy to work on this and it's just like I don't know it's it's just like like even this podcast I'm like oh I want to do so many more things with it like (laughs) I'm just like I can't muster the energy it's like grief really puts the sort of halt on everything and like I feel like i it's so easy to compare myself to other, you know, 27, 20, late 20-year-olds 20 and think, oh my God, they're doing so much more in everything. Am I behind? But it's like that doesn't take into account anything that's happened.
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I think like it's easy to fall into that trap with social media. But honestly, and I feel like you You and I actually have real conversations with people. And I've learned that most people feel the way that you do, whether or not they've experienced devastating loss, being a caretaker, like those are substantial things that you had to do in your life that so many other people do. Like they have, not to say that everyone's not struggling with something. But I do think that you have had a lot on your plate that it makes sense that career stuff has been put on hold. But it is extremely scary when you take a look around and the birthdays keep coming up and your age keeps going up. It's normal to feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not where I thought I would be. But also too, the pandemic, which is like still debatably ongoing in like a lot of ways, for three years, like so many people's lives were just halted. Like there are so many extreme circumstances that have pushed you to this place of like survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, like it again, like it's it's, there's no place to sort of think about these other pieces, which again, you got to give yourself a lot more credit. You have thought a lot, like you've had time to start thinking and opening that space up more. It's just hard to sort of move those things forward. The things that are out of your control, but you've done an amazing job. And with this podcast, damn, you pushed me. Like you were the one who, <laughs> you were the brains, like you literally- with the motivation. I was scared shitless. I was like, are you sure we should I don't know, but oh my god, the emotional labor you had to do alone just to convince me to <laughs> do anything. But it's again, like I think that you see um this sort of stagnant situation. But I've seen in ways I've seen you flourish a ton since even meeting you, like I don't even know when it was. Like, was it over a year ago? Yeah. Which <laughs> is scary because like I feel like I've known you for my entire life. Oh, literally. It's actually sick. Like, our. I'm like, relationship... what do you mean you weren't there in my third
0: grade class? Like, literally. You were there.
1: It's so weird to me that I haven't known you my entire life. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know this person from like UMass. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, like, what's
0: it's... UMass again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: like what the fuck is that literally oh my god no and which I love how quickly we'll talk we have to talk about that did we talk about the last time I just love how quickly our relationship progressed I think I did say something like why can't that happen to me in like a relationship <laughs> <laughs> but truly, I know it was great you, you have done you have accomplished so much but you are such a high achiever you are a recovering girl boss it is okay (laughs) we have all been there like you really did like hit a ceiling so quickly but I love that you still always consider all these other possibilities and options and despite all the things that have happened in your life and to you that hasn't like dimmed your creativity your imagination it may have again paused it but like All of that is still in you, and it comes out more than I think you think it does.
0: Right, definitely. I appreciate
1: that. And I think that's just a testament to my
0: parents. Like, they basically were like, you can be anything you want to be, you can do whatever you want to do. My parents both were amazing writers, and I I think I carry that creativity and that mm-hmm. – I don't want to say motivation because it's not necessarily motivation to achieve, but more motivate. Like, I have that, but I'm saying what they passed down was not necessarily a motivation to achieve, but just a motivation to create and to, yes. like, see the beauty in things. I think creating really is just seeing it the beauty is, around you and creating it, more
1: of it. It is, and there's also something to it where you're not afraid of failure or you're not afraid of, like – getting it wrong and that's what's special about you. I think that's definitely something that must be passed down by your parents. It is being creative is not something you can just like I don't know. It's not like something you can just like learn to be. Like you have to have this ability to be okay with like going outside of the lines, experimenting, maybe getting it wrong. And you you do that. Like I'm so fucking afraid to step out of my comfort zone, but you are I don't know, you have this, like, it's not a motivation, but you have this, like, drive and this, like, courage. I guess that's, you know what? That's the fucking word. You have courage. And that's, that's fucking amazing. Your dad was also an artist, which I saw from going into your apartment, and there's these beautiful pieces of artwork on the walls, and that book, that cookbook that he wrote, like, I... You have to tell you have to tell people because I just I love that so much. This is yes. when I knew I loved you too. When you told me about your father's cookbook, I was like, I love this girl.
0: Yeah, so my dad had written like a bunch of books, but my favorite and most cherished one is called Pasta Azul for the Soul, which uh if you're not if you're not Ital- i don't know if this is an italian dish or an italian american dish but basically pasta with beans pasta mizool um and that would be like the staple like my best friend megan like will make pasta vasul because she would have it coming over all the time like and loved it like it was just we had it like multiple like probably twice a week um but my dad made this cookbook and there's all like my grandma's recipes because he was like i i think he i think he wrote it right after my grandma passed away. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, but he really wanted to like have this thing to pass down to me and my sister so that we would always have like my grandma's recipes. Um, so it's full of them and, and there's these recipes that we would, we would do specifically for, you know, Christmas, for Easter, for Thanksgiving, whatever it was. So it's organized by like days of the week and then by holidays. Um, but yeah. And, and in in between every, every recipe there's in each chapter in each like holiday chapter or like day of the week, there's stories of my dad's upbringing and, and with my grandparents and his siblings and his family. Um, and it's special because, you know, my dad passed away when I was 17. My, my grandparents, I never met, uh, either of my grandfathers and then my grandma and my Nana, my grandma was like my dad's side. My Nana was my mom's side. They both passed away when I was three or four. Um, so I never got to meet my grandma and really like I, I knew her, but I don't remember too well. Um, so I have all these stories and I'm, I'm able to like read them and feel like I'm in the room with like my, <laughs> my yes. dad and his family which is really nice and and I think that's like my dad passed on so many gifts but I feel like I I love that he was thinking of us like that
1: at that time and passed it on to us and that's so beautiful and I see you doing that for if if you decide that you and Jack like want to have kids I could see you doing that and and then some like definitely creating such beautiful things to pass on I it's so special I love that so much
0: yeah, I, I, I loved that we were able to talk about grief in this episode. And I'm excited because, well, not excited for this, but excited for what we're going to do on the podcast. But um, my 10 year anniversary of losing my dad is coming up in December. I lost him December 17th of 2013. Um, and we're going to do an episode all about mm-hmm. him. Um, so yes. I can't wait to share more stories, yes. but thank you for allowing me to talk about grief and having such a safe space. Um, I would love
1: to pivot to you. Oh no, you don't. No, but thank you for sharing. It's, yeah, of course. it's really, it, it means a lot to everyone around you and Um, we want to be there to support you as much as possible and you being so open. it's Again, I just, the courageous, like, you know, you wear your heart on your sleeve and that's one of the best things about you. And I really appreciate your honesty and I love you.
0: Thank you. And I love you too. (laughs) Now, let's dive in,
1: Patty. <laughs> you are on Speaking the hook of seat. love. <laughs> yeah, what relationship has been central to your week this week? My relationship, oh gosh, my relationship to love has been central to my week this week. Um, I am just coming off a weekend away with some really good friends to celebrate um a beautiful wedding. And I was, I drove up to um, Saranac Lake in upstate New York to celebrate my friend Hannah and um, her wife Peggy's wedding. Which looked incredible. Oh my God. It was so beautiful. And Hannah and Peggy just, their, so their wedding was the third of four weddings that I um, like had in my schedule this year like I've it's been a very wedding wedding heavy year for me and I could just see like and this happened at every wedding but the love that Hannah and Peggy share is so it's like so visible so palpable like they it was so special and they read vows to each other which anytime someone is like willing to read their vows for the whole like venue to hear. I'm so impressed. Like I know a lot of people don't do that anymore because it's such a scary thing. It's also a very intimate thing.
0: Oh, do and people so- not,
1: I've only been to like two weddings. So I don't know. Yes. Do people not typically do it? So it's a trend now more so. So it's always, I think been the standard that people read their vows um, like out for the entire wedding. But recently I, I've heard, like, heard and experienced that it's become a trend where people don't read their vows to each other they do it privately like at their first look or just um yeah like typically during like a private moment just between the two of them or say they get like married in the courthouse before their actual reception and party on another date in another location like they'll do it there privately um so yeah, anytime I get to hear the vows, it's just such a beautiful experience. And Hannah's a writer, so obviously her vows were stupendous. And for context, I used to work with Hannah at Cosmo. Hannah is a writer, a genius, a creative. She like can also do social. She can basically do anything and everything, and she excels at it. She's so brilliant. She wrote so many of Cosmopolitan Magazine's cover lines between like the years of, I don't even know, was it like maybe like 2018 and 29? No. When, when the fuck was I there? 2017 and 2018? Wh- whatever. She's so good at everything she does. Like, and so her vows were obviously incredible. And then Peggy, Peggy was, every- she was like, she made this hilarious joke at the beginning. She was like, I didn't allow ChatGPT to write my vows, even though it was very tempting. Because I guess (laughs) Hannah was like, you better not like let AI write them, which I thought was so cute. And then like, she just read these very, very like beautiful, heartfelt vows. And I just, I like turned over to my friend who's typically like, she, I don't know. She's not, she's not stoic, but she just like, has it together. And I look at her and she was like sobbing and it was so unexpected. And of course, I'm like, all of us were crying, but it was just so funny. Like everyone in the room was crying. And that's like the best part. Like you have to cry at a wedding. Like if you don't, then something's wrong. So like it was, it was so beautiful. And then it was, um, it was a remarkable night of like dancing and screaming, singing and um just like watching you know all the love between the family and I love a wedding speech especially since I am preparing to give one at my sister's wedding at the end of this year to round out my four weddings of the year um and I'm really nervous to give my sister's speech but I also fucking love that it's going to be like my moment and I'm going to treat it like a stand up routine I'm just like so excited I can't wait I'm like acting as if this is like my big moment <laughs> As you should. Yeah, Yeah. you're like, this is my day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But just watching the love, like there was a moment that really stuck out to me and I don't know why it was this particular moment, but it wasn't even Hannah and Peggy's first dance song, but it was their, they were slow dancing to another song. And like, I really want a partner who is comfortable on the dance floor in the future. Like that is one thing that I'm, is a random deal breaker. Like you have to be able to dance and you have to be able to like have fun at a wedding. And Peggy was like dancing with Hannah and they were both just so cute and in love. And like, it was, they were so in sync. And I was just like, I fucking want, like my head exploded. I was like, I want that. Like my heart exploded, my head exploded. I was like, I just want to fast forward to whenever I get to be on a dance floor with someone like in a moment like that where it's intimate and still fun and like I'm just slow dancing with that person I don't know when it will happen (sighs) I do not know when it will happen I will repeat but no no time soon but you know it just like shook me to my
0: core I love that so much. And I feel like that that makes a lot of sense because I feel like you go to a wedding and the couple really... I mean, I'm talking like I'm an expert, truly have been to two <laughs> I mean, weddings. You, and You got married,
1: so you're an expert. <laughs> yeah. One
0: was my own of the two weddings I've been to. But I feel like for couples, they really set the vibe of like the wedding. Like, like I'm sure Hannah and Peggy were having a lot of fun dancing it sounds like they opened up in their vows and I feel like that that sort of opens like the safe space for other people to also feel emotional and like you were saying your friend who's usually not a cry like doesn't seem like a crier was crying and it's like that's because of that's a testament to the couple like I feel like that's I love that that's awesome
1: it absolutely is and I was I mean Jesus I wish there was a photo of me I was sobbing at your wedding I literally had never met any of the people in your life they're like like, who is this bitch in the fifth row (laughs) sobbing? Like, get this woman some help. It was so funny. But even at your wedding, I have this one picture, which everyone can report to my Instagram and look at my April posting. I caught that one picture of you and Jack. And it's that same fucking feeling that I got when I saw Hannah and Peggy dancing. It's like you and Jack just kind of like, nestled like nestled together in a a hug where every like the room is spinning around you two everyone's dancing and I put a black and white filter on it because I'm embarrassing but I just like was like (laughs) it adds to the mood but that picture like I don't in the moment when I caught it it was just like they these two like my head exploded my heart exploded I was like this is what I fucking want where is this where is the romance oh my God, but it was so beautiful. And I just know that like, you know, seeing, seeing this wedding and also like shout out to Chloe and Dylan's wedding. Dylan is our editor, as you all know. I went to their wedding in June and like they had, when they exchanged their vows and they like kind of like Dylan talked about, how when he met Chloe, he just, like, knew very instantly. Oh, my God. And I just was like, where is that for me? No, I'm so annoying. I just, it, like, every wedding I attended this year, the love from the couples, like, really set the mood. It was so strong. And it just reminds me of why, like, I know that some people date for, people date for many reasons, I know that about myself, and and I kind of was embarrassed to say this for a while, but I'm more comfortable just being like forthcoming about the fact that I am looking for a deep love. I am looking for a romantic partner that can also be like a, I don't know, like my my right-hand man. Like I'm looking for someone who wants to build a strong partnership. I'm looking for someone who wants to be a team, but I'm also looking for someone who like, I don't know, like who just knows, like with every couple that I saw got married this year. And I, I mean, I've already seen my sister and you know, her fiance. I know them forever, but I will see at their wedding as well in a very heightened emotional situation. And like, I've seen how much love is between them and it reminds me of like, okay, this is why I kind of like endure dating is because hopefully one day like I get to have that and I'm – I don't – I used to be ashamed to admit that like I want love and I want partnership because I feel like I used to think that that was – I don't know. I used to think that that made me um less independent or less strong, but I just – after this year of witnessing all these incredible weddings and like these beautiful couples and these wonderful relationships that aren't, it's not that it's all peachy and everything's like easy. Like each couple has endured and I've got to see, like they've endured a lot together, but it's that, that I'm like really want. It's just like that right. togetherness with someone and I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be a mess for my sister's wedding, Um, but it's <laughs> I've been people in my life like don't get it. They're like, I don't get why you have to plan so much. Like this isn't your wedding. I'm like, go fuck yours. You don't have a sister. So like you don't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me. Like this is basically my wedding. Like Josh, is, <laughs> Josh is my soon to be brother in law. The poor man. He just he knows that like we are so intense about the wedding planning (laughs) and he just like lets it fly he's like all right I guess you're a part of this too (laughs) it's it's amazing but yeah I think like every time I've attended a wedding and I've been to a lot of weddings now and I will continue to be going to a lot of weddings because it is the time of our in our lives where people are getting married oh yeah it is (laughs) it is so the time I need like a separate savings account because holy shit but honestly it's like bunny well-spent like I love it totally I know just
0: thinking about like what we have for next year I'm just like when did everything get so busy like there's so many plans to consider and to be had and to think about even just next year I'm just like how's it and next year I've only two weddings like I'm like what about the years when we're like 30 32 like when there's gonna be a lot more
1: I I'm nervous (laughs) it's so true. And even this year I was like, okay, there's no time for a personal vacation. Like I'm going to tack a personal vacation onto I did for Chloe's wedding. And I spent a lot of time in Seattle and it was incredible and like truly blessed Dylan for letting me third wheel with them. Like (laughs) the man is amazing, but yeah, you know, your life does, um, your life gets very busy and as these sort of people are meeting and hitting these milestones and, um, it makes me just real excited to hopefully get to uh, be there too one day. And I don't know, it's like, obviously you can get caught up in the sort of spectacle of a wedding and sort of the stress that becomes, you know, that wedding planning becomes, but each and every time when you're in that room, all it boils down to is those two people like expressing their love and celebrating their love. And I just, yeah, like, you know, right now in my personal life, I'm not really at liberty to speak about... I've got a lot of confusing things going on, and I don't really know... I don't know what's going on. But, um, I mean, I have had a situation recently in which it's making me think a lot about what I'm doing in my romantic uh, life and
0: sphere. And we love a situation, we love a situation on the relationship type I will say
1: (laughs) I feel bad because this is now going to be the situationship type no I don't know what's I do know what's happening but I cannot talk about it right now because it is just like I need to piece together what's even going on and I just can't like there's just it's just too close to home I think it's just like anyway but you know unfortunately like romance is on my mind and like with it being fall also my okay so I had to drive to upstate New York and it was like a four and a half hour drive from my sister's house which was clutch that's like a lot of people drove even longer so like I was nervous to do the drive at first but it was the most beautiful foliage I have ever experienced in my life. Like all of a sudden I was just like, it was like a lake, a mountain and like red and orange and green. And it was, I was crying in the car. Like I was literally driving. Oh my God. I like put on all too well. I was screaming, crying in the car, looking at the foliage. There were cows. I'd be like, Hey girls. Like I just,
0: Oh, I didn't even think about the foliage that you saw oh. on this trip. Oh, I'm sure it was beautiful.
1: I it feel was like so good. That is something that this area of oh, the yeah. United States that I we do yeah. right. That's the one thing we do right. Yeah, it's it was amazing. And like the town that they got married in, it was just so gorgeous. It Was like this cute little village, and like um, very, I don't know, very like. New Englandy and very like perfect for spooky season two and um, it rained the whole weekend which I know was like stressful for the brides but it turned out being so lovely and it kind of just added to this beautiful like deeply romantic setting I don't know it was amazing but I was ooh, I was like scream crying in the car to Taylor Swift on on the way there and back and I stopped at some farms and I like I stopped oh, I at the Vermont that. country store. Was- <laughs> Bought some cheese. I
0: love that. I also partook in some fall activities, yes. which I went apple picking here in a, I think it's gray Maine. It was like 20, 30 minutes from me.
1: It was wonderful. So as a California girl, yes, tell me like what it is like experiencing fall through your eyes here. Because I know, I know that Maine is not always you know, right. the place to be. But fall <laughs> is like the autumnal vibes vibes. How do you feel?
0: Oh, it was so wonderful. Let me let me preface it with this because before when I was living in San Diego, I wanted to move to Boston. Like I wanted to. My parents were from Massachusetts. Like I had sort of had this like romanticized idea of Boston, which going on the record to say I love Boston. Like I would live in Boston. I did not have homesickness when I was living in Boston. Like I really love Boston. Uh Maine is a little more, you <laughs> well, know, but rural. That's a different story. <laughs> Uh, a different story it's a little further you know it's it it, it's has its quirks but it's it's just not ultimately for me um but it's like I would be in San Diego like knowing I was moving to Boston and watching Gilmore Girls and I was like oh my god I'm so excited because like in San Diego leaves change like leaves fall off trees like that still happens but it's not I'm
1: like oh really
0: (laughs) no it's funny because like I didn't really like process that that all that happened to San Diego until I think about it I'm like you know like I used to there would be times in like high school and middle school with friends when I would like jump in a pile of leaves like step on them you know like have fun with them it's, it's definitely not to the same level as here but it's still there's still a bit of a seasons change but like September October like that would always be like fire season like if there were oh. fires it, it would sort of be around that time it was really hot totally. and in like Halloween time you would be like you'd have to dress up like in shorts and a t-shirt like it oh was never God. cold enough to sort of wear like Halloween outfits um which is really funny to think about so coming here I'm like you know it feels very I'm trying to appreciate like the chill in the air one thing I will say yeah that I want to talk about because I had never heard of this phenomena well I've heard of it but I had never uh-huh. partake partake in oh. I had never uh Thought about it before moving here. And now it's like every time I see one of these, I think it's the coolest thing ever. I bought one last year. It is a vest.
1: (laughs) 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 I bought one last year. I thought you were going to say something like, I don't even fucking know. Like...
0: Pure maple syrup I, When I tell you We were driving two days ago And me and Jack were in the car And I don't even know What I was wearing I think I was wearing Like a sweatshirt and In sweats or something And I look outside And I see a girl In like a sweatshirt A vest Like either leggings Or or sweats Like what in Uggs Like whatever her outfit was I was like She looks so fucking cool Like I wish I was wearing a vest And so today Fuck I yeah. wore my vest Over my sweatshirt I felt so like I had to go to Toyota I had to go to the dealership ship. And I was like, it's fine. I'll put on my vest.
1: Oh my God. You're a new Englander. Now you are officially a new Englander. And here's why. so you're talking about a puffy vest, right? Like a zipper a puffer puffy vest. vest. Yes. Yo, fuck. Yes. I, one thing I love is a puffer vest because It's like keeps your core warm. It's essential for this time of year, but it's also a little too hot to like have a full jacket. So the puffer vest is everything and all the girlies wear them. And I love that all the girlies wear them. I love that there's like a basic, like everyone's like, Oh, like basic bitch fall. That is me that I'm happy to be a basic bitch during fall. I want my TJ Maxx run. I want to have my little pumps pumpkin spice latte. Like, there is no shame in that. It's beautiful. It's like a high Barbie moment. Like everyone is just like. Yes, hot, I like, agree.
0: And tell me, is there any. No, there's nothing cuter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's nothing cuter than a vest. I I literally, it's like, no, I don't know if it's like, uh, like a vest with Uggs is like, yes. it's so 2023, but it's like exactly how cool Uggs were in like 2010. Like
1: exactly. I and I'll do you one better. This. The new platform Uggs? Yes. (laughs) They are genius. Take all of my fucking money. I don't have any, but you can take the scraps of whatever of my last stimulus check, which I spent immediately. (laughs) Like the platform Uggs. And you know what? Like the, it was the black leggings. Now it's the black yoga pants again, Mm -hmm. black yoga pants were in in middle school and nobody remembers, but those were super fucking popular. They're popular again. They're so cute. Love the bell bottoms. Give me the puffer vest. Give me a cute little either like, you know, sweatshirt or like a little Sherpa moment,
0: little Sherpa underneath. A thousand percent. Oh my God. I just bought this shirt and it's like one of those like Henley like with buttons and you're supposed to wear it like as a as like a long sleeve shirt and button up like leave like two open on the top and leave one open on the bottom it's like a little crop thing from Abercrombie I'm like I want to wear that with a puffer and some yoga pants and I want to get Uggs I know now I have these car troubles but I might still get the Uggs (laughs) charge it to the credit card just do um, it you know what (laughs) You fucking it's deserve all, it. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? The, the Uggs were part of the car payment. Like, I'm like, I had to do both. But I want, like, the light-colored, like, not the traditional chestnut brown, but the light brown platform, like, the, like, three-inch or however much they are Uggs. that I want to wear that outfit so bad. I want to have my cute little gold hoops. I want to slick back my hair. And Ooh. I want to <laughs> jump in some leaves.
1: <laughs> As You will fucking do this. We're manifesting this for you. Because... That is that's the point of fall. Like that's I don't see any other and I hope that you get to go into like a Marshalls and buy a cute, stupid little tchotchke that's Halloween themed.
0: And that yes. sounds
1: amazing. And then and I won't move. And then you can move sale. away. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your bookshelf and then pack it up and move out of Maine. And you've done everything that you needed to do. Literally. You know what I want to do? You know what I want to do? I want to I
0: get a pumpkin cream chai tea latte with oat milk. I want to sit on the couch. I want to put a, a sort of fuzzy Sherpa thing, situation on. I want to put a blanket over me and I want to watch yes.
1: a scary movie.
0: <laughs> it's like That's what I want to do.
1: I need so on that topic, which I fucking love that. What are you watching this fall? Because fall TV and movies, it's like obviously like we all know the 31 nights of Halloween on what was ABC Family. I don't know what the fuck they're called Freeform now. Whatever. ABC Family. If you were a real one, you knew them during that era. What what are you watching during the season? Like when you're in your sherpa burrito for fall right. what are you watching okay so i
0: won't be annoying and say survivor because we already know i'm watching survivor and we will not talk about survivor more at a later episode but survivor first and foremost second I am watching, so I have been reading these cozy, like, young adult mystery, like, murder mystery books from uh, Karen M. McCamus or something like that. McManus, I think her name is. Um, One of Us is Lying is on Peacock. I started that show. I've been watching that. Um, Third, I want to watch some scary movies. Like, I need to get back into it. I love Scream. Like, I love those sort of movies. I love, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else I want to watch, like, at this time. Like, I feel like I want to do an insidious vibe. I want to do The Conjuring. Like, I want to at one point go to The Conjuring house because it is in Rhode Island. I want to go. I want to, like, get really, like, spooky. Like, I want to feel like, like, fear of a ghost. Like, I want to be afraid. So
1: do you you believe in ghosts?
0: So I I don't know I but I think I do I don't know but I think
1: so <laughs> that is amazing because I first of all that's the exact opposite of what I want to watch and what I am watching this season I don't do the spooky I don't I'll do spooky I don't do scary I'll do like I'll do I don't know another word for spooky what's another you know it's like it's like I don't like, like creepy like, creepy creepy but not like horrifying you know i don't like it could be a thriller up to a certain point and then i'm like if i just keep thinking about myself in this situation like i can't watch it anymore (laughs) It's... See I feel like I want to be like
0: healthily Like horrified like I want to be horrified On a healthy sense Like I don't want to be like like for me I'm not really like gonna be Seeking out true crime during this time I'm like listen if I go on a walk at 5pm like I don't want to be afraid In that sense that like oh I'm gonna get Murdered I want to be more like oh what If a ghost like says hi like
1: what if a ghost Like pops See, I up I like that because every Day right. as women we fear for our lives So we don't need to do that more than we Already do but no That is like, that's a good, that's see, I wish I could endure that pain, but I can't, I can't make it fun. Like that, but that makes sense. I feel like you like, do you, you like a lot of modern day scary. Do you like old school scary? Like that? It's kind of like, it's kind of like janky. So it's funny, but it used to be scary. Uh, so what's interesting, I haven't
0: seen a lot of, like, old school stuff in a while. I feel like I, I'm really in that 2000s and in more recent, like, 2002 yes. now range. Yeah. Um, I, like, I had a friend in high school, shout out to Brittany. Um. She, I don't know if she's listening. I, I don't know why I said that. But shout out to Britney. She still gets her credit. We would watch scary movies together all the time. Like, we were obsessed. This is when I started watching scary movies. Like, for me, horror is the first genre I chose for myself because like rom-coms i grew up with my family watching all the time whereas like so rom-coms and
1: horror are like my
0: two favorite that
1: is so gemini like you're just like these two faces of the same coin like the range
0: exactly i'm like it has to be one of the two um marvel no (laughs) no unless tom holland's in it no (laughs) that's where you draw the fucking line <laughs> that's where I draw the line but um like seeing like the exorcist and in, in those different like early on ones I don't know Lord, I have to no. give a rewatch no <laughs> Does that does not
1: scare you couldn't be me couldn't not to be me no thank you that is I was forced to watch like paranormal activity in I don't know high school middle school whenever it was cool to watch scary movies with boys I was like I fucking hate this <laughs> I'm out of here. Like I it no. Ooh, I did I need watch to give paranormal activity a rewatch. That's a rewatch. You should watch the Blair Witch project. That was another I one actually, I was forced to watch. <gasps> I haven't seen perfect. that one. Because it's it's scary, but it's like not you don't, it's not like you see all this horrifying graphic shit. It really plays on suspense. Mm. That's a phenomenal one. I did do one Halloween in high school um me some girlfriends and some boys we all watched it and it was like I was scared shitless but I had to like pretend like I wasn't scared I didn't sleep I, for days one thing fine. I will
0: say which is probably sad I have never watched a scary movie with a boy I don't I mean besides Jack but like other than that <laughs> Jack, I never Jack's not a boy it
1: doesn't count <laughs> like,
0: yeah, he doesn't count I never grew up watching scary movies like I wouldn't go to the movies uh that's a lie okay I did see The Conjuring with a boy but other than that I have not however there was one time in which uh (laughs) my best friend Megan who apparently I'm gonna shout her out every episode where she went on a date um, to Insidious, and so me and Brittany, the friend I just mentioned, spied on her during that. Like this was like our sophomore year of college, or high school, I believe that this came out. We like spied on her <laughs> on this date. Oh and my so God. <laughs> like a good friend like- should. Exactly. I feel like to me, like scary movies just make me think of like nostalgia and like yeah. giggling and like having fun. So that's what I love about scary movies, too. Th-
1: that's a great take on it because I feel the exact opposite. But I love and respect that take. And I wish that I had that for myself. Um, Wait, So what are you watching? I am. Okay. So I never watched Wednesday when it came out. Cause why am I going to watch the Adams family during Christmas time? Like, I don't know what Netflix was doing with that, whatever. Um, so I'm watching it. I just watched it for the first time this month and it was so fucking good. And I'm making my sister watch it and I'm watching it with her. So Wednesday, everything about it. It's, I mean, Jenny Ortega, Jenna Ortega, she deserves She deserves an award for that. I thought it was exceptional, and I can't wait to see more. It, like, gave me Harry Potter vibes updated with, like, the different houses and the school and, like, all the- Oh, there's, like, a house? There's, there's different like, houses? There's different, like, houses in the school. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, no. You need to watch Wednesday, like, today. And then, actually, in, like, ten minutes, Hocus Pocus is going to be on, so I'm going to watch that with my sister because we do that every year. We watch Hocus yeah. Pocus. The sequel was an abomination. I'm sorry. It was so bad. I will never watch that again and pretend it never happened. But I love the original Hocus Pocus. Um, I I watch all the Nora Ephron hits. So, like, I actually... So, this is... I'm very particular about this. And um, I will recommend this to everyone if you're, like, dipping your toes into Nora Ephron. Or if you're, like, watching her stuff for the first time. I know that she has a lot of other movies. But the big three... And this is the order you need to watch them in based on mm. fall to winter. First is when Harry met Sally. You have to watch that in like September, mm. October when the leaves are changing. It is so fall. It's like a love letter to New York. It's it's just perfection. Then I love to watch You've Got Mail, which also has a lot of fall and Christmas vibes. So I like to watch You've Got Mail in like November, like after Halloween. Ooh. And then when it's December, like during Christmas time, I like to watch Sleepless in Seattle because it's like New years Eve, or there's like other seasons, but it's basically like Christmas and New years Eve, And that's my, that's my Nora Ephron trifecta. And it's the perfect formula, best rom-coms in my opinion, like nothing else scratches the surface except for I do have one other rom-com that I love, but (laughs) that's my, that's my fall watch list, fall to winter And then I watch all the classics. Like, I watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I love that. Also, but I don't fuck with, like, the other Tim Burton ones. Like, I I didn't watch – there's, like, some bride. I don't know. I I, I like Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, um, Halloween Town, all the, like, Mm -hmm. DCOMs, Disney Channel original movies. I will be watching all of those. Um, Like, My Mom's on a Date with a Vampire or whatever, Uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. (laughs) Like, these are – that's the nostalgia for me like that's what yes. I I will cry so that's what I'm gonna be doing
0: wait I love that and we have to circle back to the Nora Ephron movies because yes. first of all obsessed with the two I've seen I have not seen Sleepless in Seattle yet <gasps> so I have to watch that one in the time yes. that you recommended. I will be yes. watching that November December mm-hmm. um but I did just watch When Harry Met Sally what do like, you think over the I need weekend. to know oh my god so I I love this movie I actually saw it for the first time I want to say in like 2018 so I didn't grow up watching When Harry Met Sally um actually it's funny my sister does not like it because she does not like her favorite is uh You've Got Mail like she loves You've Got Mail but she does not like um Billy Crystal is that his name oh yeah yeah she does not like him yeah so, like, I had never watched When Harry Met Sally um, until, like, five years ago, and then I bought it last year on Amazon Prime, so I already had it, like, I watched it over the weekend, and I... Like, it's one of those movies that I, I played it on the plane, like, a few weeks ago when I was on a plane and fell asleep to it. It's one of those that I'll, like, put on but not really, like, fully pay attention to besides, like, the first time I saw it. Yeah. Um, but I really, like, sat there and watched it this time. And I was, like, the writing is incredible. And just the way that it, like, fully... Oh, my God. It fully gave me, like, chills, butterflies, all the things. Like, I love their relationship. And I personally can get behind Billy Crystal. I, I can't get as behind a Tom Hanks. I'm sorry. I just, I can't. <laughs> but I can get behind a Billy Crystal. But the outfits. Like, yeah. his sweater and the, oh, the white oh. sweater with his blue jeans and oh. the, like, white sneakers. I was like, yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. yes to that. And I I loved that like the romance build up and how they're like, they know each other and they keep running into each other and then there's like the fighting and they get together, but it's bad and that it's good. And it's, I just love that story so, so much. Good. It's so good. Incredible. We, we love our fall stuff. <laughs> we really do. We really do. And yeah, I feel like on that note, Write down everything that we just said, and watch that to get in the season the spooky season uh, vibe and buy some platform Uggs. No, we need Ugg to sponsor this episode.
0: Oh, we do. We need them. i here's the thing. I would love to own like fifty pairs of Uggs, but it's just I already have I already have no, I have like four pairs of
1: Uggs. I just I need to calm down. I love that. I need to get I need to get on the platform train. I want that. They're great. I want to be, I want to be like, I want to be a part of that, that exclusive group.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you all for being here for another episode of the relationship type. We're so excited for everything coming down the pike and we hope you will love it too.
1: Yes. Thank you so much everyone. And just remember to be kind and gentle with yourself. The seasons are changing and it means we need more rest. Yes. With that. And
0: put on a vest. <laughs> put yes. on a vest and call it a day. <laughs>
1: call
0: it a friggin' day. <laughs> okay, bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of The Relationship Type. If you like this episode, you can follow us on Spotify, follow us where you listen to podcasts, follow us on Instagram at The Relationship Type, and leave us a review. Our editing is done by Dylan Simon. Our design is by John Francis. Our music comes from purple-planet.com. The relationship type is created by me, Alex Piscatelli, and my co-host, Patti Camerata. Thanks for tuning in. We'll gab with you next time.